Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. Her name is Linda Goldfisher. Welcome, Linda. Well, thank you, Lynn. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. You're very welcome. Oh, excuse me. I've got a bit of a frog in my throat now. Uh, Linda is a special guest and matchmaker and love coach who have invited on the show to talk today about the joy of dating. So before we get stuck into that and talking about the joy of dating, Linda, can you tell a little, the audience a little bit about yourself and how you come to be doing what you're doing? Sure. Um, I am the mother of three amazing kids, two of which are married. I have a background in uh, human resource and family sciences. And I also have a post-baccalaureate in education. So um, I used to teach courses uh, in high school for adulthood and aging and life skills. Um, My grandmother was a bit of a matchmaker, and I think that's where it came from. So um, I now am able to help hundreds of clients all over the country and all over the world um, get into happy, healthy relationships. Excellent. Uh, and I think your specific niche is quite interesting and something I've not put back in specifically drilled down on before in that you teach and have your matchmaking from a biblical Christian perspective. Yes, um, that's right. So I grew up in what I guess we would call the Bible Belt of the United States. Um, so I bring these principles into my clients' dating life. Um, I want to prepare them for for meeting the right person, um, meeting their soulmate, their their spouse. I believe God created us to be relational, and he is the originator of the very first marriage, obviously, back in Genesis with Adam and Eve. And um, I, I feel that if we... I basically comes from the foundation of you can't give what you don't have. So I, I start my clients out by helping them feel God's love, you know, and feel his presence and peace and joy and all those fruits of the spirit that, that he created. And that way we're able to then give it to our spouse that we're going to be meeting, that my clients are going to be meeting. Um, so uh, the foundation is definitely a, a biblical guide that helps them navigate the dating waters. Many of my clients are middle-aged and older. Um, I'm currently living in, in uh, Florida. And so a lot of them are divorced or widowed and they haven't dated for many, many years. And it's a whole different dating world out there than it was um, when they were dating when they were younger. And sometimes they carry some of those negative dating relationship patterns into a future relationship. And Lynn, I can tell you, I can present the most amazing man to a woman. I primarily coach uh, females. Um, I can present them to him. And if, if she's not in the right mindset and, and isn't prepared, uh, she will just pass them up. She'll continue with some of those old self-sabotaging behaviors. So um, it does start on the principles of 
feeling God's love so that you have that love to give. So you're becoming the person that you want to meet during your journey um, and, and hoping it's making dating fun again, you know, and not a chore, not a job interview every time you have to go out and, and uh, meet someone new. Um, so <laughs> my clients are having really great success. They're, they're enjoying dating again and, um, and they're meeting their, their hopefully soulmates and getting into their long-term committed relationships. Okay, so initially then the first step when you said, you know, feeling God's love or whatever that means to people that are outside of the Christianity profile mm -hmm. of maybe being in another religious belief or, you know, just embracing spirituality outside of Christianity. How does that start, you know, for that person when they come to you? Um, and, and you're right, that, that is a good point that you made, because not all of my clients, you know, have a church background or any specific faith that they believe in. But these principles can still be, you know, incorporated, even if you don't believe in the God of the Bible. But I do use the biblical principles. For example, um, as I mentioned, the fruits of the spirit there's, there's nine of them. So we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And of course, if you're single, you, you want to meet someone who portrays those qualities, right? Yes. Um, and it comes from a specific chapter, uh, Galatians five. Um, and I guess the best way to describe it is as a believer, if you're, if you're a Christian and a follower of the God of the universe, we want to stay connected to, to him and it, he considers us to be the branch, so to speak, and he's the vine, or you know, Jesus is the, our vine, and we're going to sow what we reap. So if you want to sow positive fruits, um, you need to be connected and have your foundation in you know, what he claims are his fruits of the spirit, which is, as I said, love, joy, peace, and those types of things. Um, so I, I guide my clients through a journey where they're spending time with God and they're growing in that relationship with God, as you said, like feeling the love of God so that we then have those foundational um, characteristics in us. And then we're able to give them to our future partner. Did that make sense? It did make sense. And I suppose, you know, I am one of those people that haven't had a sort of religious background, but I still have my own faith and belief in the higher power in the universe. So I, I understand it completely, you know, from that perspective and what, everything that you just said. So what would be the first step with, you know, with connecting with God or the universe or source or whatever, whatever somebody's belief may be? Oh, well, I sort of created my own little version of, I, I, some people are familiar with Moses and the Ten Commandments. Yes. Um, I have what I call the golden rules of relationships. Um, they're very basic. It's a lot of common sense, but I just, I start by reminding my clients and, and this comes from um, a popular book of the Bible, first um, Corinthians and you may have heard of first Corinthians 13. A lot of married couples will use those verses in their matrimonial ceremonies. Um, so for example, number one um, of the golden rules of relationships is to communicate honestly. And it comes from first Corinthians 13, one, and the verse specifically says, um, if I speak in the tongues of, of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, love never lies. So that rule, number one, communicate honestly, is it, so important. It's the, isn't it the foundation of, of all solid relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or, you know, relationship with a, 
your parent or your child or your neighbor or your coworker, um, you know, honesty and communicating honestly and, and being truthful is obviously the number one rule in, for relationships. And of course, then I have, you know, two, three, four, I have five, six total, but um, it, it gets everyone on the right path so that as I'm matching my clients for the matchmaking clients, um, everyone sort of understands, you know, the basic foundations of, of how I expect, you know, you to find your healthy relationship is to follow these golden rules, of, so to speak. Excellent. Well, would you like to go through those golden rules? Because I, I, sure, we can do that today. I, I, absolutely. The audience would be interested to know. Yeah, let's go through all six of them. That would be great. So number two is to treat everyone with kindness and respect. And that comes from First uh, Corinthians 13, 4. And it says, love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast and it is not proud. Um, and as, as you're, you know, going out and dating and meeting someone new, you know, obviously you want to come into it with kindness and respect because respect is really equal to love. Um, you know, you, you want to be with a partner. It's one of the main needs that we all have is to be respected, you know, by our partner. Um, I think for men, you know, respect and, and, uh, and sort of, um, you know, just honoring them and affirming them. And for women, it's sometimes it's more respect. We see it more as adoration and those types of things. So that would be number two, treat everyone with kindness and respect. Number three is First Corinthians thirteen five, and that says love does not uh, dishonor others, and it's not self-seeking. So I interpret that for rule number three as listen more than you speak. Um, I've noticed my clients over the years, I get complaints, you know, oh, she just talked the whole time, or you know, he just <laughs> talked about himself and all of his money and all of his, you know, homes. And so rule number three um, for dating is listen more than you speak, and I sort of have. A guideline is is you're only allowed to to say a two sentence answer when when you're out on a date and someone asks you a question you, you can say two or three sentences and then you have to stop and in turn ask the other person a question um, so that you're not dominating that's one of the complaints is one of the other partners is dominating the the first date conversation. It's very important um, to be the active listener as well, isn't it? Not just listen and just with a view to oh, I'll, you know, I'm just waiting for my turn to jump in, but actually listen to what they're saying and be fully right. Prepared. It does help the other person that you're with feel obviously validated when you're engaging in, in earnestly listening to, uh, to who they are and what they're, you know, talking about, what their interests are, for example. Uh, so number four is First uh, Corinthians 13, 6 is, is love is not easily angered. And so number four, I titled uh, to walk in peace. Um, and hopefully this journey is, is creating peace within the person. Um, because if you don't, if you're not at peace with yourself, how are you going to be able to be in a, a relationship with someone else? You know, no one wants drama in a relationship. So number four is to walk in peace. Number five is First uh, Corinthians thirteen six as well. It's the second half of it is love keeps no record of wrongs. So number five, I've titled practice forgiveness. Um, that's something that helps us heal from any past wounds or any unhealthy relationships. Um, so you know, no one's perfect. There's no perfect 
person, there's no perfect relationship. Um, so I think number five is practicing forgiveness. We're all human. We're all going to offend each other at some point in time and being able to overlook, you know, our shortcomings is really important. In oh, it's very, it's very important. And also that doesn't mean accepting unacceptable behavior, does it? You know, there, there has to be within that boundaries. Absolutely. That's later. I think it's an eight week journey of my coaching uh, program. And I think somewhere around week three or four, I do talk about boundaries, having healthy boundaries um, and yeah, not tolerating, like you said, Lynn, uh, negative behaviors. Um, and then my sixth rule is First uh, Corinthians 13, seven, and that is love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes. And always perseveres. And so I've titled number six is what I call avoid cynicism. Sometimes, you know, we get discouraged because we've been out there dating and nothing's working or meeting the wrong types of people. Um, and I just want to, you know, remind people to, to stay positive and to go in it with an optimistic point of view and to stay hopeful and, um, and that'll come through and, you know, it'll, it'll, It'll give you a, a better presence in the um, in the dating process, you know, as you're meeting new people. Um, so, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Uh, it's important as well not to, um, you know, I suppose feel that if the dating uh, date doesn't work out and you one or either of you are not interested in going on a second date, not to perceive that as any sort of rejection. It's just you know right. that person isn't necessarily the right person for you at that particular moment in time. Right, and timing is everything. And um, you, you can't expect to fall in love with every single person that you may go on a date with, but it's a learning process. You're learning more about yourself and, and what you're looking for. And um, and you just, you know, maybe you're just making a new friend. Um, so yeah, uh, you definitely need to just continue to stay positive, stay hopeful, don't give up. He's there's a lid for every pot, as we say in, in our business. Um, and I have, I have clients from all walks of life, all shapes and sizes. And it's amazing when I'll um, acquire a new client. And, you know, in the, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wow, this person is so unique and, and so different. And I don't want to say they're going to be difficult to match, but um, I just, just happened in January and I had a gal and she went through my coaching program and you could just see the transformation that she went through, um, you know, having a better positive self image and, and building her confidence and, and, and clearing out all that negativity and baggage from her past. And, and now she is in a happy, healthy relationship with one of my other clients. So um, it's so rewarding to, to see their success um, of their journey that, that they go through. Excellent. And I think it's it's great, you know, to have the attitude when you're going on any date to just see, like you say, how it goes and just treat it as a learning experience, if nothing else, you know, and a good practice for future dates, even if you don't end up, as I say, going on a future date with them. Right, right. Um, and I've had clients that I've worked with for, I mean, they'll go on two or three matches. I had one last year during COVID, right before COVID, they started dating and um, it was a really unique situation. I'd been working with the male client for almost a couple of years. And he, he was your typical, you know, 52 year old dating the 40, 35 and 40 year olds. And um, 
it, it was a transition that he went through, you know, through the coaching. He is now with a 57 year old flight attendant who he, uh, they're married and he adores her. And he finally realized, you know, it, it's not just the outward appearance. It's who they are on the inside. It's, you know, what am I compatible with? What's going to fit with my lifestyle? Um, and so um, she'd only been, I think it was her third match and, uh, and they became exclusive and they got married at the end of last year. So um, oh, wow. it's amazing the transformation that, that you go through. Yeah. And that's a good one for ladies that are listening to the podcast, which is primarily, I think, the majority of the audience. In right. That, you know, you're not over the hill. You know, once you're over 50, you can easily attract guys, you know, whether your preference is for somebody a bit older or somebody younger. You, you know, never think that you're too old. I had my um, own grandmother get remarried at the age of 77. So, you know, <laughs> that just... I absolutely. I had another couple last year. Uh, it, it was a referral and the gentleman was 81 years old and widowed. And um, I scouted and recruited, um, collaborating with other matchmakers in the area. It, this was in Southwest Florida. And was able to introduce him to another 81 year old widower and they're still together. Um, of course, they're not marrying at that age. They've decided not to, but um, yeah, it, it's never too late, never too late. Um, that was probably one of my oldest success stories, but um, it's, it's amazing to, uh, to be able to help. You know, they were both in a place where they were just probably never thought they'd meet anyone. They weren't going to go on internet dating and any, or anything like that. They weren't computer savvy and um, it just worked out. The universe opened up and, and it were all worked out. Excellent. What would you say is the most common, I uh, suppose, from your experience of dealing with clients, the most common thing that you, you find that you're working with in terms of helping people overcome something that it might sabotage their future relationships? That's a really good question. Um, I think, I think for women, it's probably their just overall discouragement in the fact that they think kind of like with that last example, um, men just want to date the younger women. Um, you know, there's, there's not enough men out there. Um, and so I think just helping them enjoy who they are while they're single, staying positive, focusing on their purpose and, and you know, whether that's, you know, volunteering or their, their careers, um, their, their family. Um, because hopefully the idea is that they're manifesting their soulmate and he's out there doing the same. And there, there are enough men to go around. So don't, don't feel like there aren't, um, there are still good men out there. I, I meet them all the time and they are sincere. They are serious. I, I, I wouldn't take them as a client if they weren't. Um, sometimes it's just patience. You just have to be patient and wait for God's timing. Um, and, and just stay positive and keep the faith. Absolutely. And what would you say would be typical generally for men is the issue um, I've been finding that they, they keep attracting the wrong types of women. Um, for example, I had a gentleman that, that I'd been working with for a while and he went on hold because he had met someone outside of, of my introductions and 
he, they dated for about six months and then he came back and said, okay, Linda, I'm, I'm pretty much ready um, to start dating. That didn't work out. We talked about some of the issues and I found him, a, um, spent some time finding him a, a gal that I felt was completely compatible. And, and uh, he, all of a sudden he goes back on hold again and says he met someone else. Well, time went by three or four months and he comes back and says, wow, Linda, that didn't work out either. And so we discussed the qualities of, of the relationship. And, you know, it turns out, I mean, both the women were, you know, selfish. They were both drinking too much. I said, Dean, there's a reason why you're attracting the same type of person. And so he's been doing some work on his, his you know, journey and um, building his confidence so that he's not attracting the same types of women. And then they, they can't figure out why it's not working out. Um, so they've got to, you know, so the men as well need to, um, to stop, you know, their self-sabotaging behavior. It, it was a confidence issue. Basically it's a self-confidence issue. There's something in his self-confidence and his perception of him, his identity and who he is that he's settling for women that, that aren't quality that are in a, you know, that are unhealthy for him ultimately. Excellent. Thank you very much for sharing those examples. So when it comes to the joy of dating, what can you tell our audience that actually confirms that dating can be joyful for them? The dating, yeah. Um, well, I think the thing that makes it probably, the as I've seen my clients continue through the entire program, is that they... They have a sort of a new pep in their step. They've discovered who they are. Um, their confidence has been rebuilt. They they feel lovable again, and they are okay, you know, with the journey and the process. Even if it's taking longer than they'd like, their their life becomes more fulfilling and happier. Um, even though even if they are still single, um, while they're waiting, you know, for that that special someone. And so um, they're practicing, as I said, they're learning peace, they're learning positivity, um, and I guess patience, you know, during the process uh, of finding that person. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's all good preparation, isn't it? What you know, I think we worry about being single unnecessarily, where we can actually make it a very joyful period of life, can't we, in terms of, you know, preparing ourselves to be better a better version of ourselves to attract a, a higher better quality partner in the future exactly yeah you said it exactly that's exactly it yeah I, I, I tend to look at you know um you know once we get to a certain age I tend to look back on my life and think yeah you know what this has all been my apprenticeship I'm 61 now and I'm thinking I'm still feeling I'm probably on the apprenticeship <laughs> based well, on you <laughs> You make a good point, Lynn, because um, I think it was that my third rule was practicing forgiveness. And it, sometimes it's, it is about forgiving ourselves of, of any of our past mistakes or relationship failures and those kinds of things. Um, and it's OK to forgive ourselves and and not beat ourselves up over it. It was a learning experience. We're, we're not that person. We're, you know, we may not be where we want to be, but at least we're not where we used to be. So it's it's a process for all of us. Yeah, because like, like you said off there, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we do. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, and we didn't necessarily, for example, I mean, I grew up in a divorced home, so I didn't necessarily see the happy, healthy, you know, husband and wife relationship. 
Um, so I think that was another thing that compelled me to, um, to, you know, get an education with my bachelor of science degree and to go into teaching, to give back to especially young people. Um, I mean, nothing makes me happier besides me being in love, but to see two other people in love. And if I can help, you know, some of those younger generations even prevent them from, you know, getting into the wrong relationships that lead to divorce. Um, I love matching, um, the single, never married, no kids, the younger clients, because, um, I feel that, you know, that I'm helping them from making some of those same relationship mistakes that I've made myself or my clients, I've seen my clients make. Excellent. I love that. So what is the best contact information that you can leave our audience with, Linda? Um, yeah, I have um, a couple of different sites, but I think the best one is to uh, go to thejoyofdating.org. Um, there is a small questionnaire if they want to fill that out to give me a little background about them or if they want more information. Um, I also have an email address and then my matchmaking website is also posted on that. But yeah, thejoyofdating.org. Um, so yeah. Excellent. As always, we'll put your other information in our show notes. So before we wrap up, Linda, any final words around the joy of dating in terms of any tips or advice you'd like to share? Um, well, I just want to again encourage um, any of your um, viewers who are, you know, still single, um, that there is hope, um, that there is somebody special out there for you, and um, just uh, continue to, you know, live your best life and. Um, you know, visualize your future. Um, I'm even an, a really strong advocate of, and it sounds silly, but doing one of those vision boards, if you've never done one, um, get the magazines and the markers out and, and uh, create yourself a, uh, a vision board of, you know, who you want to be in that relationship, that future relationship, who, who you want them to be, places you want to go, um, you know, have like an annual, you know, these are the things I want to, I want to do and see with that person, um, trips you want to take, um, those kinds of things. So it really, really helps, um, manifest that soulmate. Excellent. I love that idea. I've, I've done something similar and it does work, doesn't it? Because especially if you put it somewhere prominent where you can see it regularly. Yep. Yep. Keep it in your bedroom and meditate on it. Um, or, you know, in your, kitchen where you're drinking your coffee in the morning those types of things and it does work it really does well thank you so much linda for sharing your wise words and wisdom on today's show i really appreciated having you on as my guest today well thank you again lan i really appreciate you having me it was it was a joy to uh, to talk to you today and on that note it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.